0: Hello, I'm Sophie Sutherland, the curator for the What Works Summit. Welcome to the second episode of your audio guide for What Works. In preparation for the event, we spoke to some of our friends, people who will be with us in Banff, about what they're most looking forward to, what their hopes and dreams for the summit are, and what they think are the biggest challenges facing society. Here's what they had to say.
1: Hi, I am Chet Matchett. I am the Vice President of Strategy, Operations, and Talent at HB Financial.
2: Uh, my name is Raheem Sajam and I am a teacher and a community organizer here in Calgary, Alberta.
3: Hi, I'm Emily Canstriel. Yeah, hi, I'm Jody McIntosh. I am with Deloitte, and I'm currently serving as Chief of Staff for our global government and public services leader, Debbie Fields, and reside in Vancouver, Canada.
4: Hi, I'm Jaime Garcia. I'm the regional director of Social Progress Index here in Latin America at Incai Business School. And also, I am advisor at global level for the methodological deployment of the Social Progress Index with Social Progress Imperative.
1: When I think about the most pressing challenges facing our society, I see two things. One, it would seem as though from a societal perspective, we have gotten really, really absorbed with thinking in short-term cycles versus long-term cycles. And then the second one on an individual basis, I would say that it would seem that we have started to shift towards a society where people only care about challenges if they're directly impacted today by them.
2: The biggest challenges facing our society are multiple, but they can all be sort of put together into one Venn diagram. And I think most of them are informational. There is this challenge that we have around what the common ground is and what the common facts are. I think we're in an informational sort of complexity component right now that is affecting a whole host of other issues. All of it is around notions of power, who has it, who who doesn't, and how is that power informed. And so if we can figure out an alignment where people care about the same things and or have the same fact pattern, we perhaps have a little bit more positive momentum. But at this point, we're arguing with each other as to what's happening.
5: I think one of the most pressing challenges facing society today is that we're not engaging with people across divides, people who are different. It feels rather snug to be in our cocoon, both on social media, with the media we consume, and with those that we engage. But it feels to me a really exciting challenge to engage with people who are different to us and to expand our thinking.
3: The most pressing challenge facing society today is lack of ability to have positive discourse, critically work together and get to the bottom of what really matters and how to solve it. In today's world, we have no limits to what we can accomplish and rebuilding trust and working together truly in a cohesive fashion is what we'll need to do to move forward and make
4: real progress. After practically eight years working with the Social Policy Index, traveling in different countries around the world, we have seen is that probably the most pressing challenge are the alternative facts, the post-true world that we have developed. And this is the most pressing challenge because when a lot of people are not using data, are not using science to take decisions, to organize, to behave in order to tackle the systemic crisis that we are seeing, like pandemics, or the climate crisis, then we are doomed. What we need to do is to start thinking about belief in data, belief in evidence, and use that evidence and data to tackle the issues that are pressing us in terms of society, in terms of economy, in terms of social progress.
1: The thing that I'm most excited for, so really short story. So in 2019, I had the opportunity to go to the What Works Conference in Iceland with a colleague, and to say it frankly, we were incredibly, incredibly inspired, so much so that we brought back those learnings and connections and inspirations back to Alberta, Canada, and built a greater good strategy around the SBI for Alberta and for ATB. And so now I'm excited, one, for us at ATB to share how we've been leveraging the index in new and creative ways to solve some of the biggest challenges in Alberta. And I'm also excited for other people attending the conference, perhaps for the first time to leave with the same amount of energy and inspiration that I left the conference in 2019 with.
2: The things I'm looking forward to during this What Work Summit are really the chance to meet people in person and to understand what the different voices uh, that represent different parts of this world, what they care about, what are the pressing issues that different parts of this world are facing. And the leaders who are going to be convening in this What work Summit are, represent some of the cutting edge sort of thinkers and doers in each part of the world as well. And so to have them here in Calgary and to meet them in person and to engage with them about some of these issues that are multidisciplinary in nature is going to be probably one of the most mind blowing things for me during this COVID period along the way.
5: Having been to a number of conferences from SPI in Iceland, I found the mix of global thinkers and doers to be so stimulating. And I'm also excited to be in a beautiful space of mountains and air and fresh atmosphere to breathe and fresh
3: ideas to imbibe. At What Works Summit, I'm most looking forward to that in-person connection and idea shaking. There's something about feeling the energy in a room again uh, with these leaders around the globe that really excites me. I'm also really looking forward to learning what others have done and how we can collectively leverage And evolve those action-oriented items
4: in other locales? WebCore Summit every year are a huge gathering of innovators, of people that matters about people, uh, of organizations that also are aligned with sustainability, with social progress, with inclusiveness. And I'm looking to connect with them to see what social progress means in, in other countries, and how other partners around the world are using SPI to tackle these challenges that we are facing in every country around the world.
1: My biggest hopes and dreams for the conference is for people to leave with a sense of energy and urgency to start to leverage data in order to form strategies around how might we solve some of the biggest pressing issues across the the world. And in addition to that, I hope that people leave with inspiration, with connections, with collaborations, and then more specifically from A to B's perspective, we're Really excited to leave the conference with new partners that want to help us here in Alberta solve some of the problems that we're focused on solving.
2: Whenever people meet together, one can imagine that relationships will be formed as a result of convening. Uh, during this World work Summit, I think one of the biggest hopes I have is that relationships will form, they'll endure for years to come, because there's a lot of work ahead. The world was as simple as it was ever going to get, yesterday and today, and tomorrow is going to become even more complex. And the path to solving some of those issues uh, relies on people having strong bonds with each other. My hope is that the relationships that are formed during this conference will endure over years and will allow us to move the needle in multiple disciplines. And I think relationships are going to be the foundation on which a lot of co- complex problems can be solved. And this is, a, I think, a hopeful thing for us, and I'm looking forward to where this sort of lands in the next few years.
4: Yeah,
3: following Summit, my hope is really that the conversation not only continues, but there's real action put into motion, and you know, the limits of what we can do are endless. And I think if we can just really come together, focus on how we can solve issues and the impacts of what solving those issues will do, I think we'll go really far. I
5: hope that people at the summit will find that my session is engaging, is useful, and is also fun because it's a very interactive session where people will have the opportunity to pick up some tips about a deep listening approach and have the opportunity to practice with strangers and talk about something meaningful and also fun and co-away with a skill that they will be able to use in their lives, in their work lives, and even perhaps with their families.
4: In in the summit, I will be leading a workshop with Frank and Justin, which are my colleagues in the Partnership and Insights uh, group of Social Progress Imperative. And in this workshop, what we are going to see is the work that we have been developing since the last eight years in Social Progress Imperative. We have developed some tools for tourism, for coffee growers, for cities, uh, even for technological change. So what we are going to present are all these tools, how other partners and in Latin America specifically in terms of my work, are using the Social Progress Index and how we have developed a data-driven tool that kind of align different actors in order to tackle challenges like climate, like sustainable production, even to tackle the challenges of the fourth industrial revolution. So we are going to see some clear examples and case studies of what is the value of Social Progress Index when you apply it in the real world.
0: Well, that made me excited about what's to come and also daunted by just how much work there is to do to tackle these challenges. But as Michael said in episode one, we are relentless optimists and we know that as individuals, each person's making an impact and making change happen. So as long as we can pull the right levers, the collective potential in this group for social progress is enormous. With such a unique mix of people, sectors and professions coming together at this summit, it's literally impossible to stay in your own lane, which is what makes all of the learning, the discussions and the connections that much more impactful and special. We have some incredible people joining us to speak from all different backgrounds, geographies and areas of focus. You've seen the agenda, so you know what we've got in store. The theme Truth and Trust will run throughout the summit. Not just intentionally, but because as we were researching and having conversations and beginning to curate the agenda, both of these things kept coming up. Whether we were talking about gender equity, healthcare, the war in Ukraine, climate change, it was clear that so many problems we face in society cannot be fixed until we find a common base of truth and until we establish trust in institutions, in people, in information, and in each other. Aside from the main stage programme, there are a few highlights not to be missed that I wanted to touch on. First, we're holding a pre-summit workshop on May 31st. This is going to be in two parts. The first part is a perfect primer for people who are new to the Social Progress Index and who want to understand a bit more about what goes into it. The second part is about applying the index and understanding how it can be used as a critical tool to help us tackle the big challenges we face, from the COVID crisis and recovery, to healthcare and the intersection of social outcomes, to climate change and beyond. We're also having breakout sessions during the summit on June 1st on important topic areas. Building an anti-racist society, gender equality, a just transition to climate change, and food and nutritional security. We have facilitators leading each session, but it's really about all voices being heard, sharing cross-sector learning, and generating some actionable ideas at the end. This is really an important opportunity for everyone to participate and we think the potential for moving existing work forward and bringing up new ideas that should be actioned is huge. Beyond all of you in the room, we're live streaming out the main stage content and our hope is to democratise the information and learnings at the event as much as possible and to have greater engagement and participation with even more diversity of ideas, of backgrounds and perspectives. It's not going to be all work though. There's definitely time for making connections, and honestly, after years of being in lockdown, in pods, in bubbles, in home offices, and everywhere else, we need time together, and it should be fun. On May 31st, following the programming, we're holding an opening reception on the third floor of the Kinnear building at the Bounce Centre. The views are magnificent. We'll also wrap early enough that if you want to grab some friends, old or new, and head off to dinner in town, you'll have an opportunity to do that. The evening of June 1st, we're busing everyone up to Mount Norkey, a tremendous ski lodge with, again, dazzling views for a really fun celebration in the Rockies. We'll have music and art and, I'm sure, great conversations. Don't forget to check out the full agenda and the speaker bios on the website, whatworksinspi.com. You can also join the conversation on social media by using the hashtags #WhatWorksSummit Summit and Social Progress. And the handles at What Works Summit and at SOC—that's S O C Progress. On episode three, we'll be giving you some ideas of things to do in Banff. It's definitely worth listening to that if, like me, you've never been before. This episode was produced by Valeria Horton and me, Sophie Sutherland, with music by Vivit Goel. And the song Welcome. that you're listening to right so. now is by Chance Devlin. Chance will be performing in Banff. The What Works Summit is produced by the Social Progress Imperative and Cognitio. It's made possible thanks to our host partner, ATB, principal sponsor, Deloitte, supporting sponsor, National Access Arts, all of our engagement partners, our incredible speakers, and you, our wonderful attendees. Thank you. We'll see you in Banff.
1: I am so sad to say it's
0: over and I hear you want one more. If you swear
4: to me you will sing out strong, I will play just one more song.
0: So now this is our last song.
5: And I say
1: to you so, so long. Bye bye.